0: Hey everyone, Blood Moon Bobby here. Welcome to the first episode of my podcast. Whether you're an avid follower of gaming events like Nintendo Direct, or a fan of shows like The Owl House, you've come to the right place. In this inaugural episode, I've got a special treat for you as my good friend Ross Sev joins me in a deep dive into Thursday's Nintendo Direct. So whether you're tuning in during a gaming session, or just looking for engaging conversation, you're in for a treat. If you like this episode, click the subscribe button to ensure you don't miss the next one. Let's begin.
1: So yeah, we're here to discuss about the, uh, the, the direct that happened about two days ago from the time of this taping, right?
0: Yeah, it was on uh, Thursday. Once again, kind of surprised, but I heard um, some rumors that, oh, there will be some game where it'll be like a, um, they're bringing over some DS or Wii game, which uh, we'll get into uh, later on the stream. But uh, yeah, so I watched the Direct on Thursday. if I'm being honest, it's not, not the most mind-blowing Direct. Uh, a lot of it was either games they previously announced or um, they're bringing over some games to the Switch, like essentially reimaginings of games. But I would still say I was pretty excited by some of the announcements there were one or two surprises there. So, there will be games that we discussed uh, previously, but uh, I think they announced some more details on a couple games they talked about in the past, but we can get into mm-hmm. that um, later on in the stream. Mm-hmm.
1: And um, so, what kind of games were you like kind of excited about, Bobby? Like, or, or like uh, before the showcase began, like, what were the games that you were expecting to see? And even if it's like games they haven't like talked about, Or, like, just games, or, like, maybe a new console, or anything.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so I think based on the ones that they did talk about, um, a lot of the games are more games that I'm kind of, like, curious about, rather than something Mm -hmm. that, like, I'm jumping up and down and, like, you know, really excited over. So I'm talking Mm -hmm. about games like, you know, Super Mario RPG which I say that because, like, as I said previously, I'm not really a big JRPG person, but the kind of game that Super Mario RPG is, and that it's one of those, like, RPGs where, where you really have to time your attacks and it has a really funny story. If it's anything, and, like, I haven't, like, uh, played Super Mario RPG myself, but if it's anything like Paper Mario, or Mario and Luigi, then it's something that uh, I would uh, definitely uh, like to give a try. Um it's kind of one of those games sort of like Earthbound where it's like it has to do something that's a little like, you know, unique for me to get interested in. And another game that they announced um uh, more details on was actually the uh, Princess Peach game. I remember when we talked about it previously, I was kind of like, you know, oh okay, I hope it's not like it's not going to be as weird as Super Princess Peach. But, uh, yeah, um, but they announced some things about now it's called Princess Peach Showtime where it's like, maybe I could, like, take a look at it uh, because uh, we could, I imagine we'll get into this later. But there are things about the gameplay where it's like, hey, this actually looks kind of interesting. Hmm.
1: Yeah, the Princess Peach game, like, um... It kind of reminds me how they approached Luigi's Mansion, because, like, they wanted to make each uh, game into, like, the Mario cast, like, very different and unique. Like, Mario, you got, like, uh, sort of, like, a 3D platform or side-scroller. Then you got Luigi's Mansion, which is basically, like, go around and then hunting ghosts. Then you got Captain Toad, which is just, like, a uh, 3D isometric, I think, like a puzzle type of game. And now you got Peach, which is uh, a stage play, but it's. It feels more like a side scroller with like a whole bunch of different gimmicks, I'd say. Probably not the best way to describe it, but that's what it kind of looks like to me. It kind of. It kind of like takes. Like the whole stage play also reminds me of like, uh, I think it was Super Mario Brothers 2.
2: Yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. And also, um, Paper Mario, uh, the, uh, thousand year door. I think that's, that's what, yeah.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Like, oh, yeah. They're going back to that concept, but like kind of, um, doing like way more with like, uh, or just make it way more unique in a way. Because like, oh, yeah. Peach is trapped in a, in a theater by some sort of like, a uh, bad guy that looks like that looks like it was designed in Balan Wonderworld. So, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, uh, well, yeah, it kind of looks like it. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie, <laughs> but yeah, it looks unique, and yeah, I just, I, yeah, I hope to see like way more of this game. Like, maybe see some raw gameplay footage just to see how like it'll all turn out. So, yeah. Yeah, see. they they announced a lot of Mario games this direct <laughs> Well, I just showcase a lot of them. So, oh yeah, uh, how many is it like one let's see Mario versus Donkey Kong Peach, the Mario Kart DLC, Mario RPG. Three, uh, what else is coming? And oh yeah Luigi's Mansion 2 HD and the Paper Mario game that's like one, two, three, five or
2: six I think. Yeah. yeah, quite a few. Cool.
1: Yeah, so they're really going all in on it. I guess, like, maybe thanks to the movie, like, people really, uh really, like, hungry for more Mario content. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. yeah. And then, wait, all well, these coming out, like, around the holiday? No, Peach is coming out in March, yeah.
0: Yeah, it's March 2024.
1: Yeah, okay. Okay,
0: so, yeah, they're just, they're just really, like, just
1: pumping out Mario, like, uh from the holiday to spring. <laughs> uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Why not Nintendo? Yeah. Keep, uh, <laughs> milking that brand probably I guess. <laughs> okay. Cause hey the movie made at least like more than a billion dollars, so why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah, but mm-hmm. yeah.
2: Okay.
1: Um let's see. So yeah on that topic, um mario versus donkey kong uh the non-dlc the first game they announced in the direct that's not the splatoon 3 dlc so you want to talk about that one like your thoughts on it
0: because um, it looks
1: like a mod to me
0: <laughs> well i have to say it really took me back to i think i must have been like uh eight years old or something when i first saw mario vs. donkey kong mm-hmm. i remember I can't remember which of my cousins uh, brought it over, but I remember they were playing it. They had the Game Boy Advance version, and I still remember the cutscene where, you know, uh, Donkey Kong is flipping through the channels and sees, like, a funny banana commercial. And then um, he sees an ad for uh, Mario toys, but he can't get one, so I think he goes to, like, this factory and, like, steals a bunch of them. Um... And I don't remember if I played it myself. I might have just watched my cousin play it. Um, I think this was before I really got into portable video games. But it's certainly something I want to try. It looks more challenging than I expected. Mm -hmm. Like, in terms of there seems to be a lot of, like, you know, like, it's kind of, you know, like, uh, puzzles or, like, problem solving. In that, I think in each course, is it that Mario has to get this key to, like, unlock the door. But to get it, um, it's, you know, you have to use, like, kind of, like, you know, so, uh, hints from the stage to figure out, you know, okay, what door I have to open, what wall I have to cross in order to get it. So, mm-hmm. it's the kind of game like I could see like sitting down with like my sister, because like especially since like she's the one in my family who's really good at, like uh, problem solving games and like figuring out, okay, how do we like unlock each course? So. This might actually be the first time I ever played a uh, uh, Mario versus Donkey Kong. It's a game that I definitely want to uh, check out. If anything, just to have the um, experience. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it seems like um, so. Yeah, the series began first on the Nintendo th- the Nintendo DS, right?
0: <laughs> I think the Game Boy Advance, because I remember it was on my cousin's GBA.
1: Oh, let's see. Yeah, I'm looking up the gameplay footage right now. Like, because I never really played these type of games. uh, I was more so into, like, the traditional platformer, not into, like, what's called? Like, a platformer type of puzzle game (laughs)
0: in a way. Yeah, it's not exactly easy to kind of categorize because it's like a mix of the both.
1: Yeah. So it's a bit of a niche, but it's also, like, good to have. And uh, let's see. Yeah, just looking at the... um, I guess this is a, is this even a a remake or just an outright new game?
0: It looks like a remake from what I can tell. And the fact that they're just calling it Mario versus Donkey Kong.
1: Okay, okay. So basically, um, yeah, it looks like the assets are like from the, uh, not the upcoming Mario game, but like, I think the uh, latest one, the side scroller.
0: Yeah, definitely. It looks like,
1: yeah, yeah, it looks like it's me. So, of course, it can save, like, a lot of time, money and time. Like, you don't need, they don't need to design, like, way more new levels. Mm-hmm. And they don't need to make, like, a lot of new assets. <laughs> so, yeah, it's relatively cheap-ish, I guess. But, hey, as the, the games for a new generation, so why not? And it's also a remake, so, Yeah. <laughs>
0: Let's yeah, see. so it'll be like something where it's not exactly as straightforward mm-hmm. just like copy and pasting of the Game Boy Advance game. Like it looks like they at least put a little yeah. more effort into it compared to when they brought yeah. Pikmin 1 and 2 to the Switch where it just looked like mm-hmm. they copy and pasted from the original yeah. game. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I expect to see like some of the same levels from the uh Game Boy Advance version while also, yeah, just having new levels. Kind of like what they did for um i think captain toad when they ported it from the wii u to the uh to the switch they just included new levels too so yeah it looks uh looks interesting but not for me yeah Um
2: uh, yeah,
0: yeah i mean I, like I said, puzzles aren't really like my kind of uh, genre, except for maybe like uh, Tetris or uh, Bust and Move Universe. But there's something about the charm of it where it's like, you know, I haven't, I didn't get a chance to play this when I was a kid because I wasn't allowed to have a Game Boy Advance as a kid. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm kind of thinking, well, this is the you know part of my childhood that you know I'll finally get to experience. So I'll check it out. Comes out uh, February 16th, 2024. Pre-orders have gone live. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
2: yeah.
1: And um, sure. let's see. On that note, well, uh, just rewinding way back to the beginning of the topic, Splatoon Three Expansion Pass, uh, side order DLC. Of course, you and I don't play Splatoon, No. Nope. sister does. Yeah.
0: Well, she used to. She like I remember she used to uh, play used the to? first one a lot, but uh, she got tired of the multiplayer.
1: Okay. Well, this one's more of a. I think it's more of a uh, campaign DLC. Which I've always seen the game as like multiplayer only, but yeah, I don't really think much about the campaign. It seems more like a, uh, uh like I guess a horde challenge mode because they talk about, uh, hmm. Yeah, maybe it is challenge mode. We just go up a tower and each floor has like different challenge rooms. Okay, yeah, that's fine for, like, dedicated split-screen players. I'd probably get wrecked, though. Okay, what's next? Yeah, probably um, Actually,
0: pre- Ross, uh, let me, uh, give me a second. I got to turn on the fan. It's okay. kind of hot in here. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, so fans uh, turned on. Uh, what did you want to talk about next?
1: All right, after Mario vs. Donkey Kong, they also showcased a bit more of Prince of Persia. Have you ever played in any of those games? Nope. Prince of Persia. Okay, let's move on. <laughs> Horizon Chase 2, uh, racing game, looks low-budget, <laughs> mobile game type from Epic Games?
0: What? That surprised me.
1: Wait, no, 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 no. That's, no. Horizon Chase 2. Um, let's see. Publisher, aqu- developer, Aquarius Game Studio. Uh Publisher was on well Playstation Vita on the uh, let's see Publisher and Play Asia published the beta version. Oh this game was on Apple Arcade. Okay, that makes sense.
2: Mm.
1: <laughs> but by Epic games, like what?
2: <sighs>
1: like they I guess so. Twenty dollars, uh is it really by Epic? yeah they they published it <laughs> this game <laughs> it looks uh yeah hmm. okay i guess so yeah i just yeah i just looked at the store page for it and yeah it is indeed published by epic games <laughs> uh-huh. like developers of fortnite okay th- this just it seems kind of like left field to like publish uh some random racing game but okay, um, let's see, Super Crazy Rhythm Castle. Uh, looks like a top-down game was like, from Konami was heavily based around rhythms. Seems kind of like, a yeah, it's a co-op top-down game was like based on music. Looks pretty interesting. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure I need like three other friends to like play this game with. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, nah. good idea, but no.
0: Nah. Yeah, not my cup oh, of yeah. tea either.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah. So this game, the the got announced after, it took me by surprise. Um, because I've been watching the anime and the, uh, reading the manga a lot. The Spy X Family game from Bandai Namco. Have you ever, uh, seen that anime, Bobby? Uh,
0: no, I actually was, admittedly wasn't paying attention much when they talked about it, but, uh, uh ah. what do you know about it?
1: What do I know about it? It's basically, well, the anime premise is about the spy, um, well, first off, um, the setting is lo- is inspired by the Cold War, about, um, like, set. is inspired by, uh, East and West Germany. So this one, um... In the anime it's about like this uh spy who has to go to the hostile country to try to um to try to like spy on this like uh sort of leader and he has to adopt a family to get closer to that uh leader and unfortunately the girl that he adopts uh she doesn't really she can read minds, but she doesn't really understand the world around her.
3: Uh-huh.
1: Yeah. And then uh the spy has to keep up his cover, so he marries a woman, but unfortunately that woman is an assassin. And uh Yikes. <laughs> and, yeah. And all three of them have to keep the have to keep secrets from each other. Like uh-huh. they don't know uh like the spy like the whole family doesn't know like each other's like uh like their own, yeah, secret like spy or like a uh, being an assassin or reading minds, yeah. But this game, it's more so you it looks like you mainly play as a as a girl, as a kid, and it looks more like kid friendly in a way. Even though the anime itself is like a lot of murder <laughs> and uh, <Sheesh. laughs> yeah, it's a lot. I think it's more so for, like maybe teenagers or like young adults. I'd say. I see. Yeah, like I've seen on social media, like some people they don't like this game because they say like, "Oh, the anime is like for adults," but like, but but then comes out with this game that's like kind of feels like Animal Crossing.
0: (laughs) Yeah, because from the way you're describing it, it sounds. It seems like the uh, manga and anime is much different from like the game. So I, I, yeah, it's kind of confusing why they would do that.
1: Well, maybe because like they want to gear it towards. Like people who uh, find like it's not like the anime is not really as like dark as like say Attack on Titan or something. Mm -hmm. It has like it has like a lot of like comedy moments and such. Oh, I see. It helps alleviate. Yeah, it's if it's not. It feels more like a uh, what are they called? How do I describe the tone? Something like. Like, sort of kid-friendly, in a way. Or sort of, like, teen-friendly. Yeah. But still, like, for everyone, in some essence.
2: Yeah, Having, I like, see. Like, a kitty
1: game? Yeah. Um, Yeah, I guess it's for, like, you know, I guess this game is for everyone, I guess. Because, like, maybe some people who are fans of the show will want to play the game despite the age difference. But, eh, whatever. <laughs> Besides, I don't really trust Bandai, Bandai Namco on their anime-licensed games, except for, like, Dragon Ball Z, but, because, like, every other licensed games they do is, like, kind of feels cheap, in a way.
3: Oh, I <laughs> but, see.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that it looks, it looks interesting, and uh, once the game comes out and they show, like, more of it, then, yeah, I'll check into it. Okay. Okay. Uh, Mario, Super Mario RPG, what can you tell me about this, Bobby, The show more of this game?
0: I mean, again, I kind of went over, like, you know, what I said in the sense that I haven't played it before, but I watched uh, a YouTuber talk about, like, the history of the game and the development and how it's the first time Mario was put in an RPG and they worked with, um, Square. Um, at the time they were called Squaresoft. Um, now it's Square Enix to make this game. And I remember the, uh, YouTuber saying that it's actually, you know, quite a funny game and the developers were inspired by, like, stand-up comedy and it's humorous. And I'm a person that finds um, games, especially uh, Mario and Luigi partners in time. I thought that was actually a genuinely funny game. So my thinking is that if this is the if this is a game that's like a sort of predecessor of Paper Mario and Mario and Luigi, then it's one that I think I would uh, try out. And it's a sort of uh, RPG that I could see myself getting into more and in that the moves mm-hmm. are more There's, I feel like there's kind of more of a sense of, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong in the chat, there's kind of more, a little more of a sense of a control in that you have to really time the attacks. I used to really s- actually stink at like those kind of like time-based attacks when I was a kid, but I think it's something that I could get used to much more nowadays. Um, just in the mm-hmm. sense, um, I'm not really uh, big into like those kind of RPGs where you can only just you know like select the attack and you gotta wait for the enemy to like you know attack first and then you your attack and then you gotta choose again like that kind of strategy. I have a really hard time figuring out, but a game like this might actually be something that I would. Check out myself. Um, Have you played Super Mario RPG before?
1: I have the SNES Classic. Um, I have played, like, maybe five minutes of it (laughs) until I realized, like, wait a minute. All these, like, classic stuff, I'm, like, so used to, like, modern stuff, like, in RPGs that playing something classic is, uh, especially classic RPG like Mario, this doesn't feel right to me. But for this one, like with a lot of a uh, it being a remake and having like maybe better controls and such, yeah, I, it's something I would definitely like buy at some point. Not like on release day, but maybe when Nintendo puts it up for sale for like fifty dollars in about five years. <laughs> and that'll, be the first, that'll be the only sale, like ever. Yeah. But <laughs> so. Yeah, the game looks interesting. Like, I know about like how people like to hype it up because it was the first time that Mario ever got an RPG, especially from a developer that's known for like making, uh, that's just known for like just pumping out or just milking a lot of RPG games. Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's it's definitely interesting in a way, and I do get like why people uh, hype it up a lot. So, so I do want to form my my own opinion on the game uh, when it comes out at some point. Wait, when do, when does it come out?
0: <laughs> November seventeenth.
1: Dang that, dang next month. Uh, two months.
0: Yeah, like almost like two two months uh, from today.
1: Wow. <laughs> but yeah, I'll uh I'll check it out um when it, well not not when it comes out but like yeah soon at some point.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'd probably but. get it closer to release date uh, myself. And I do um, you know, I also heard that like Mario RPG it was kind of um the first like really successful game Square had mm-hmm. in North America because I heard before Mario RPG it's not, I mean they had some fans but it's not like what it is today where like Square is a more successful company in the states. Mm-hmm. So um I do, you know, give it credit that I think because You know, of course, at the time, a lot of Americans were familiar with Mario. I think that was, like, the sort of, like, why it was able to be, like, that sort of entry point and give, like, Square a lot of um, success. So, I respect Mm -hmm. it. And then, you know, it was the game that, you know, helped Square become a successful company in North America. Um, But as I said, I think I would uh, pick this game up closer to release. If anything, just to, like, uh, try it out.
1: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Then... I should kind of look at the uh the gameplay footage of the classic game. See how it uh looks like in a way or just feels like. So let me see that. I think twelve hours of like yeah, how long is, how long is this game anyway? Because it does show sure that you can go through some of the bosses again just for yes, challenge. Yes. But uh, I wonder if there's like any more to that or like any other Reward if you beat them again. Hmm. Let's see. So for the se for the uh, Super Nintendo version, uh, main sto- according to HowLongToBeat.com, the main story is 17 and a half hours. And for cl- completionists, it takes 25 and a half hours. So it's not too bad for an RPG, especially with some games nowadays, like taking up to like, 100 hours or so, just to yeah.
0: beat <laughs> So, so it's, for me, it's a little less daunting in a way, because as you said, I feel like nowadays, a lot of JRPGs, like, if you really want to go through the whole story, it would take, like, 100 or so hours yeah. to beat.
1: Yeah. And plus, uh, having an RPG like this works better for the Switch because it's portable.
2: Yes.
0: So,
1: with, and RPGs are generally, like, yeah, very slow and, like, um, yeah, turn-based and all that, so you don't need a, you don't need like a huge long-time commitment in a way. But, yeah, just like pick up, play for like five minutes and then put it down and never play it again and all that. So right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think between this and um, Mario vs. Donkey Kong, they're really kind of bringing back some of that portable stuff portable games, or like, does, it make, does having games that like fits uh, well for portable.
0: Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah,
1: and on that note, um... Okay, another code recollection, this is a DS game.
0: Um, okay. yeah, it's yeah. actually a combination of like a DS and a Wii game, like the sequel is a Wii game.
1: Okay, so... <laughs> Wait, this is a, uh, yeah, yeah, like, let's see, let me look up this, uh, another code game. Oh yeah, it was on the DS. Another code to memories, 2005 game, huh? Yeah, so like I was saying between, yeah, Luigi's Mansion 2, Detective Pikachu Returns, Uh, what else you got? <laughs> um, And Super Mario RPG and Mario vs Donkey Kong, they're really like taking, Like, advantage again of that portable portability of the Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, yeah, they're having the making games just fits it well. So, another code recollection. What is this type of game? Looks like a mystery game to me
0: looks like a mystery and a puzzle uh, game when i first heard of yeah. it um i heard some people like say it's like a point and click game but it looks kind of mm. more like you know what i would consider like a puzzle adventure game in that there's like a story going on and there's and they show gameplay footage of like you have to build this bridge what's the other thing they showed and then there's like a you have to figure out this combination to unlock a door so it's You know, I remember my sister asked me, is it kind of like Professor Layton? And the overall feel is, like, different to me from, like, what I've seen of Professor (laughs) Layton. But in terms of, like, um, if you like those sort of uh, complicated puzzles, it's probably, you know, up your alley. Like, that kind of a game.
1: Yeah. The Professor Layton games feel more like puzzles that you would find in the newspaper. Or, like... On some random mini clips website. Yeah. <laughs> way, well, like, yeah, better, smarter design. Um, this game it's not really like Professor Layton. Um, more like, you, how do I explain it? It's more like going around in the environment and solving certain puzzles that you find in the environment. So, kind of like a maybe, maybe like Mist, I guess. <laughs>
0: I
2: guess. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. I don't blame this, <laughs> but um, let's see. So yeah, this this remake is also kind of like feels like left field because let's see. Um, the game got mixed. According to Wikipedia, the uh for the DS version, the game got mixed reviews from critics. That even though they liked the story and the controls and the hand drawn artwork they don't like uh, the short lengths, the unoriginal puzzles, and the game uh, being for a younger audience.
2: Hmm. <laughs> but,
1: okay. <laughs> I don't know about the younger audience part, but, yeah, it feels like, yeah, just just by looking at it, I thought it would be like a rated T for teen game.
2: Hmm.
1: Like, well, yeah, because it has a ghost, and maybe there might be murder or something, but no, it's like, for kids, which and with some art style that doesn't really or like a direction or the tone doesn't feel like it's for kids, you know? I don't know how to explain it, but it's like looking at at a a Mario game and think like, oh yeah, that's for kids. And this one is like you look at this game, an anime game, then you think like, oh yeah, this is for like teenagers to adults.
0: Yeah, that's what I thought too. I was kind of surprised you mentioned that.
1: Yeah. So I'm not gonna look up the DS footage. Um, but it's nice that they provided cutscenes for it. Okay, the next game they yeah, the next game they announced after is Princess Peach. We already talked about that. Okay, after that is Saga Emerald Playground. I think this is from Skrill Enix. Is it the saga begins, blah blah. Yeah, it's more RPG stuff. Turn based. Uh, yeah. Screen e- Enix. Okay. Okay. Um. You want to? <laughs> you you have anything to say about that, Bobby? About Saga Emerald Beyond?
0: No. Nope. Okay, I wasn't really <laughs> paying attention. <laughs> yeah, me too.
1: Okay. So this one took me by surprise. The next game, because I grew up playing the game like I was about ah. Uh, when did this game come out? <laughs> yeah, I was about like five or six years old um when I first played this game. Um Tomb Raider 1. Tomb Raider on the that was uh that was on PlayStation 1. That was like maybe one of my first games. Yeah. Sort of like maybe one of my first console games. Though I was more of a Nintendo 64 guy. Like Tomb Raider, I could never like probably probably play it because I was more into like Mario and such that time. Mm-hmm. But I have definitely played like a lot of Tomb Raider and such. I still remember some of the uh some of the um, gameplay that I went through through the uh I think first or second game. But yeah, I played like a lot of this uh series like way back in the day. When I was like five. So having a remaster of like one through three, it's pretty surprising. Um even though like yeah, you can switch between like the um the remaster and a classic version, just like instantly kind of like a Halo Master Chief collection. like Halo one and two. Um so have you played Tomb Raider, Bobby?
0: No, never played a single ah. one.
1: Ah okay. That's fine. But yeah, um I did try to play Tomb Raider again, like I have it on Steam. I tried playing it again and the controls like are just it just it feels like how do I explain it? I got so used to like controls like uncharted or like the Tomb Raider reboots. So playing on the classic controls again is just like it doesn't feel right to me. I see. But yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, the game is available for pre-order right now, and even though they announced it through Nintendo, it's also on Steam for $27. Um, it's on sale right now. It's coming out on February 14th, which is, I think, Valentine's Day? Yes. Yeah, and, and also lower Across birthday.
0: Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that.
1: <laughs> yeah. Kind of, a a sort of fitting holiday to put it in because a lot of people like it in a way so i
0: wonder why
1: (laughs) yeah i wonder why all right the next game uh more of detective pikachu returns okay so what do you make of this bobby Detective Pikachu too.
0: I'm <laughs> eh, again, not much to say when it comes to Detective Pikachu. I like the movie, but the games aren't really um uh, up my alley. Yeah,
1: yeah. Like I said before, I feel like they made this game just to like sell the rights again to Legendary to make an to make a movie sequel,
0: which that I would like, really like, like.
1: Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what it feels like because I feel like maybe the first game either didn't sell a lot, or maybe uh it wasn't as like it doesn't feel like warrant it doesn't warrant a sequel in a way. Like that's what it feels like to me to me. Hmm. But um did he even remaster or bring in the uh the three DS game to the Switch?
0: I'm not did sure. They... I could look that up.
1: Yeah, I'm gonna look it up too. Because they should have when the movie came out, <laughs> but oh, my internet's slow.
2: <sighs> Let's see.
0: Um, I just see Detective Pikachu returns on the Switch eShop.
1: Okay, so yeah, that seems Like a huge missed opportunity right there.
0: (laughs) Yeah, I agree. Mm -hmm. Especially if the original Detective Pikachu didn't sell as well as Nintendo wanted it to.
1: Yeah. Well, like I said, um, it does feel like they made the sequel for the game just to, like, uh, just for the movie, just like sell the rights again, sell the story rights, and all that, because the movie was kind of profitable. It would have made more money if... I think... Did the movie release close to Avengers Endgame? I can't uh, remember. Or, or I think Infinity War. So, yeah. Like, the movie... I thought... Because it would, it's like the very first live-action Pokemon movie. Or... Yes. Or an actual Pokemon movie that isn't like... Uh, Pokemon the First Movie or Pokemon 2000. Um, like a Pokemon movie... An actual Pokemon movie in theaters. Like, yeah. Um, compared to, like, Mario... Mario made 1 billion. I think Detective Pikachu live action made like 400 million, I think. Yeah, much less in
0: comparison.
1: Yeah, which is kind of a shame to be honest because I personally think that Detective Detective Pikachu was like a way better movie than Mario. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it was um, more sorry, of a more eating- mysterious, uh, whereas Mario's, even though I enjoyed the movie, when you get down to it, it's essentially, you know, your basic uh, bad guy versus good guy story. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. And then, yeah, for Detective Pikachu, there's actually like a hook, like a, it feels like there's a, there's a, like the plot feels like there's actually a lot more stuff going on in it. Yeah. And, uh, then with Mario, <laughs> in a way, in a way, yeah. But well, Mario's like easier for kids to like absorb, I guess,
0: yeah, I agree with that, <laughs> you can
1: understand, yeah, so yeah, like it does like I said before, it does make me wonder like why detective Pikachu, like why make a movie out of that game, because I'm pretty sure like the Pokemon company has been approached by like so many studios to make like, uh, movies or, like, live-action TV shows based on the anime or uh-huh. just based on the games. You know, yeah, based on the uh, traditional games, yeah. But, yeah, like, um have you also heard about this uh, upcoming live-action Pokemon show from Japan?
0: No, this is my first time <laughs> hearing about that. Yeah,
1: it's not a traditional... uh it's not like the anime story in a way. I think it's more like, uh, yeah, the uh, the news article about it came out, like, yesterday or two days ago. Let's see. Pokemon Live Action Fills and Pockets' Adventure releases first poster of the series. Um, so, yeah, it's mainly just, it's mainly, like, from a Japanese TV uh, company. Um... It's it called Fill Your Pockets with Adventure. That's what the show is called.
0: <laughs> okay, they, I guess the name doesn't yeah. translate well. They're
1: gonna kind of just call it Pocket Monsters or like okay. <laughs> Let's see what is this show about? I'm trying to find it. Um they just only showed the poster for it. So oh yeah, here we go. Um it's more of a slice of life drama uh, inspired by, like, Pokemon... It's po- <laughs> That's about, like, Pokemon-inspired life lessons. So there's no, okay. uh... Okay. So... So there's no... So it's mainly, like... Uh... <laughs> there's no Pokemon in it. It's, it's not set in that Pokemon world. Uh, it seems more like... It's based on, like... The video game. Like... Like a character... Like, the picture, she um, the showcasing, she's holding the yellow Game Boy color. And I'm guessing that, uh, yeah, I'm guessing it's based around, like, taking life lessons from, like, the video game. Like, it's set in the real world, but, okay, I don't want to talk about this anymore.
2: Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm, I'm, yeah,
1: I'm getting okay.
0: really confused. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, you can't. It's it's just I don't know about a TV show. I I'm, I'm guessing they can't like make an actual show based on Pokemon because that would require so much CGI. Budget. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, like you got to get the HBO money. You got to get like Game of Thrones money.
0: Yeah, Last of Us money essentially. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So a small uh, Japanese TV studio making a Pokemon show. Yeah, no, nah. it won't happen. Yeah. Okay. All right, so what's the next game they announced? Um, Trombone Champ.
0: Which, yeah, I've heard of. My sister has shown me, like, uh, other, like, streamers playing it. Like, the other day, she showed me, like, uh, Markiplier... Playing it, I'm very tempted. Like when my sister um goes on her uh, holiday break, uh, I'm really tempted to do a stream. That game looks uh, pretty funny. Like she showed me like um streamers playing things like the American national anthem or the Canadian national anthem or mm-hmm. Fly to the Bumblebee, and you know from the trailer, it's one of those games where like uh, I asked her, is this basically like the anti, like the antithesis to Rhythm Heaven? Where in Rhythm Heaven, like it matters a lot that you know you you know you understand the beats of the music and that kind of stuff Mm. whereas this game it's like you know you could be as like bad as you want that's the whole idea literally just (laughs) you know have fun with it so if that's the kind of game trombone champ is um i'd love to do a stream with that i'm pretty sure my sister would like to do a stream of that game at some point so yeah
1: yeah the game just came out anyway and it does look very silly in a way too it's like the way the character moves and also like how um how some of the uh the notes like it goes up and down like really fast. So yeah, yes. you have to, like, really try to keep up. <laughs> so yeah, it looks pretty funny. Yeah. Um how much does the game cost, by the way?
0: Uh fifteen on uh the eShop. It's out, out right now on Switch.
1: Oh yeah, it's not too bad. And what the heck is on Steam?
0: Because I think it came out on, like, PC first. I don't know about Steam, but uh, my sister told me it came out on, like, PC, uh, of course, before the Switch.
1: Yeah, it came out. Yeah, I'm looking at the Steam page right now. It came out last year on September 15, 2022. And it has, like, overwhelmingly positive reviews. uh, Like, 6,800 reviews. Mm -hmm. Which is not too bad, considering this type of game. So yeah, it looks pretty good. Though I think like like on one hand? Um, this game you can like put mods in it on PC, and on the Switch. Uh, Switch is a bit better because like you get you get to use the Joy-Con. And it feels like more um, what's it cal- What's that word called? It's you, more you feel, precise. You feel like you. No, no, no uh, not just that, but also feel like. You're more sucked in into like trying to get the notes down in a way. Yeah, absolutely zero microtransactions. All right, that's good. Yeah, <laughs> uh, let's see what some of the reviews said. I am a classically trained trombonist, both tenor and bass with 27 years of experience. I've had the great privilege to play in wind ensembles and philharmonic orchestras they performed pieces containing many of the most famous and recognizable trombone excerpts and solos. Works by composers such as Shostakovsky, Rimsky-Kosakov, bernstein Copeland, blah, 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 blah. You must be me when I tell you this is not just a rhythm game, this is a simulation. All the countless hours spent on practice lessons, sectionals, and rehearsals were made redundant with trombone Champ. It's real, all of it. Uh. The rub lights, the unintentional glass glissandy, the conductor's disapproving gaze, implied by default, the raucous applause, the dimly veiled antagonism of all other instruments, the baboons, especially the baboons. However, for all of trombone champ's incredible attention to detail and commitment to the accuracy of the trombone experience, it unfortunately lacks a way to train the user in the most important trombone skill of all. Practice over thousands of rehearsals, sitting and listening to the strings, horns, woodwinds, and percussion play while you don't. Counting tacit bars correctly before your next entrance. If they can somehow add that in, the simulation would truly be complete. That's a, that's a review on Steam.
0: Okay. So, yeah. <laughs>
1: I guess that guy was making a joke.
0: Yeah, <laughs> so like, it sounds like a joke—just true... somebody goofing around in Steam's uh, review section.
1: And the review below that says, "This game blows."
3: <laughs>
1: okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, let's move on. <laughs> All right. So they announced after that game, Battle Crush, top-down mobile type of game. You play MOBAs, Bobby? Nope. Alright, let's move on. <laughs> War Tales from Shiro Games. Sort of uh what RPG or Western RPG in a way was like um, set in what appears to be like medieval England, I guess, or just in medieval times. Oh, and it's online multiplayer too, that's not too bad is that also on steam some of these games i'm going to look it up if it's on steam now like maybe if it's already out or is it still coming yeah it's on steam um 35 came out in april hmm. so this is just a port and uh, how many reviews it's got Seventeen thousand seven hundred thirty-three reviews very positive on steam okay why not hmm Let's move on. <laughs> yeah. I got nothing to say about that. <laughs> All right. Contra Open Galuga. Huh. I thought Konami wasn't making any more games.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I guess they're bouncing back.
1: But, and also, like, this Contra... um Like, you you know the other Contra game, right? Like, um before this announcement, the other Contra game that has, like, a panda in it? And yeah, this came, we'll- like... It came in, like, directly after Konami said that they don't want to make any more games. They just mm-hmm. want to focus on gambling.
0: <laughs> yeah, Pachinko Machines.
1: And, uh, yeah. So, uh... Oh, yeah. Contra Road Corps. That was the previous game. And that game got, like, reviewed so poorly.
0: <laughs> yeah, I heard, heard it's terrible. Yeah. Because... Like, I think it's a Nintendo Switch exclusive,
1: but, like, Just looking at the gameplay, I'm looking at it right now on YouTube. It looks so generic and like, it looks like one of those like uh, shuffleboard games, like some no-name studio, uh, that's like for the Wii or something. So yeah. (laughs) So this new country game they announced, it looks more like a return to form for them, for the brand in particular. Because it's oh, like yeah. all side-scrollers, it all feels like the classic Contra. Uh-huh. But like just using the 3D assets and the animations looks very, uh, in a way it looks very like cheap or like classic. It looks, I don't know how to describe it. Like, just even the backgrounds or like just the general character animations. Yeah, it just all looks um, very classic in a way.
2: Uh-huh. Which is
1: kind of good, but also kind of like,
0: it doesn't really yeah. feel like it's, like, reinventing itself.
1: Yeah, and a lot of graphics just doesn't look that amazing in a way. Like, I feel like it, the or the art direction, yeah, that's what I mean. The art direction. Like, they just focus on 3D assets, but while well, being a side-scroller and trying to, like, recapture that feel of the classic game. Uh huh. So, yeah, like, computers say uh the upcoming sonic game that's like side scrolling to contra yeah uh it just doesn't look as good or just doesn't feel as right yeah that's what i mean i see okay yeah let's move on so you played the contra before or no
0: Uh, a while ago, I remember I downloaded uh, Contra 3 onto my Wii back uh, when the Virtual Console was out, Mm. and I had a pretty good time with it, although, um, as somebody who was born in, like, the Nintendo 64 generation, the controls were kind of hard for me to get used to. I don't know if I, if I would uh, try this new Contra game. I imagine, though, like, fans, like, you know, from, like, the NES and Super Nintendo generation might uh, check it out. I'm not sure about myself though. Like when it comes to Konami, the next Konami game I want to get is the Metal Gear Solid uh, collection that's coming to Switch.
1: Yeah, I should get that too on PC. When is that coming out? Because uh, I expected to like for them to at least like talk more about it in the uh, in the direct, but I guess they didn't. Okay, this game comes out on October 24th. Uh, Contra. Uh, no, no, no! The Master Collection.
2: Oh, okay. Or Metal Gear
1: Solid. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. Okay. So the next game after Contra was a game, another RPG. This time from Atlas. Uh, looks more. Kind of reminds me of like Square Enix's uh, what's it called? Triangle Strategy, I think. I don't know. Um.
2: Yeah, I think. do you use like
1: uh? yeah we'll use like 2d artwork and then use a yeah just focus on that and then how do I describe it yeah just the way the art direction is for this game which okay yeah I don't play RPGs (laughs) that much um let's move on Luigi's Mansion 2 HD okay um Sorry, was the second game called Dark Moon?
0: Yeah, like, did I have it... it for 3DS. It was called okay. Dark so Moon. Was... In some so, so parts of the world, it was called Luigi's Mansion 2, but in North America they called it Luigi's Mansion Dark Moon.
1: That was a mistake in hindsight, for them. <laughs> Um yeah, I don't I didn't play the second wait. Oh yeah, I did yeah, yeah, I did play the second game. Uh, yeah, I have it on my 3DS. Though I haven't really finished it uh yeah they call it hd because it looks more like a remaster yeah than an actual like remake or something compared
2: yeah they to- probably yeah
0: they probably just ported it like you know took the 3ds game and like uh hmm. enhanced the visuals for a switch
1: yeah like compared to the third game which looks obviously way better yeah this one is more like a remaster which it's fine It's, like, giving games another chance uh, for, like, people who haven't played it.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, uh, if anything, I really wish they would have actually ported both uh, the first and second game. Like, that's really my big criticism of it. Because I remember playing um, the second game on 3DS. Didn't finish mm -hmm. it, but I think I had a good time. But I really wish they would port the first game to... Um, Switch, especially because like I heard the first Luigi's Mansion for a video game isn't super, super long, so it's the kind of yeah. game where, like Pikmin, I would kind of like to have that experience where, like, my Sister and I uh, could beat it. We didn't even get to uh, play... One of the bosses I've heard in Luigi's Mansion 2 is this scary baby named Chauncey, and I remember hearing about Chauncey when I was in high school, and I was... I didn't, you know, get that, like, opportunity to get my GameCube out, like, to try to beat Chauncey, so... I would mm-hmm. feel more happy about this announcement if they pull the Pikmin, where they bring both games to Switch, not just bring the second one. So, I'm not sure what's up with that. Especially because they did port the first game to 3DS, so I I don't know. I mean, I guess uh, unless they uh, port the first game to Switch, I'll just have to go get my um, uh, GameCube to uh, beat Chauncey.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Like, yeah, they did port the GameCube to 3DS, but like if the second game is on 3DS and they ported it to the Switch then why not just also port the uh, yeah the first game <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah but uh, i mean I guess
1: Nintendo just does not like money
0: yeah granted they games. did say that the uh the uh, port of the second game is coming in summer 2024 so who knows maybe by then they i mean i i i'd like to imagine that they could announce that oh we'll bring both of uh, the original Luigi's Mansion games but as somebody who doesn't work for Nintendo, I don't know for sure. It's just something that I hope for.
1: Mm-hmm. So uh, yeah, I think the second game like it wasn't as because I see on I see online like some people just don't like it compared to the third game or or the first game. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, but I don't know, the the reviews seem good <laughs> and. Huh, they also looking on Wikipedia. They, they also ported the second game to arcade cabinets.
2: Oh wow! Capcom
1: helped out. Yeah, Capcom helped out in it. Capcom and, and Sega. So and they call it Luigi's Mansion Arcade. I should look that up. Um,
0: oh, I wish I I wish so that yeah, was the why, kind why of arcade you, game I could play around here.
1: Yeah. Why the second game? Why not the first game? Let's see. So it's more like a sort of first person type of game, which yeah, obviously <laughs> for arcade. Um but yeah, it looks like the assets are from the 2DS game. They just like updated visuals a little bit or just remastered it. Um yeah, it's just it's basically just a first person game lasting for about like 40 minutes.
2: <laughs> I see. Makes
1: sense for an arcade, yeah.
2: Hmm.
1: Um okay. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Okay, what else they announced? Uh, Nintendo Museum in Japan, and it'll be done in spring two thousand twenty-four. Yeah, um, I do. I yeah, it's like I do want to visit Japan just for like to go to the Studio Ghibli Museum, and now I want to go there for the for the, uh, for the Nintendo Museum Even because sounds really because yeah I do want to see like the history of it which I could go to the Nintendo store in New York City but which is sort of a museum in itself but I don't know yeah I'm hoping to see like uh what what they'll have in there too like what sort of like historical stuff they'll have like any sort any sort of like maybe I don't know merchandise or something Okay. Yeah. Do you want to visit that museum, Bobby? Like,
0: I mean, as somebody that spends a lot of time learning about, you know, Nintendo's like origins, even going back to the late um, 19th century, it's something that, you know, if I yeah. was visiting Japan, um, certainly Kyoto, mm-hmm. I would like to visit myself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah.
1: Okay. Let's see. Not much. They didn't say much about it other than the having a museum. And it's coming in spring, okay. Let's see what else they announced. Um, the Amiibo figures for Zelda Tears of the Kingdom. I still need to get that game. I haven't gotten it yet because I know it will require a really long time commitment. <laughs> Breath of the Wild took me, Breath of the Wild, like I binged I on Breath of the Wild. I did all of the, the dungeons. That game took me like an entire month just to like beat it.
2: Whoa, okay. So yeah. <laughs>
1: Because, like, you know, I had to juggle college and, like, playing Breath of the Wild a lot. So, yeah. Uh-huh. So, Tears of the Kingdom. Um, yeah, more amiibo figures. For, uh, This time to showcase Zelda and Ganondorf. I'm pretty sure Ganondorf will be very popular with certain people. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So, let's see. Zelda- I think the amiibos uh, for Tears of the Kingdom. Um, I don't know what rewards to give out. Like, I know they give out like a, a Paraglider skin, but what about like, do they give out anything else for the uh, Zelda amiibos? Let's see. So, let's see, yeah, they give out Paraglider skins and what else? Oh yeah, they also give out like a, like armor and such or weapons. Okay. So yeah, it's fine for collectors. Um, do you play uh, Zelda, Bobby? Do you play the new game yet?
0: I mean, as I always say, you know, in Q and As, I don't, I don't think people would want to see me play a Zelda game. I can't figure the puzzles out. <laughs>
1: okay, I mean, you can just look it up online, like what I usually do. <laughs> I guess. Yeah, it's fine. Okay, okay. After that, they also announced an, an amiibo. Amiibo is for Xenoblade Chronicles 3. I've not played that game yet.
0: Nope, neither have
1: I. I sort of want to, but... Uh, yeah. Okay. And then finally, they announced the final amiibo for Super Smash Bros. Sora.
2: Uh-huh. Which...
1: Yep. Why not? Why not get a collectible of Sora? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I feel like these amiibos, like, they're really... Uh,
2: <sighs>
1: it's not as big as it used to be. Because, yeah, especially in the Wii U days where Nintendo put, like, a lot of Amiibo support for, like, a lot of games. Yeah. Now it seems like like they don't really do much with them. No. It's kind of a shame.
0: Yeah, I wonder like, they... if that's because like you know the Wii, the Wii U days were like tough times for Nintendo, so they put mm. the Amiibos out there to make up for uh, its struggling sales. But because in comparison, yeah. the Switch is a far more successful console, maybe that's yeah. why.
1: But yeah, one of the faults I'd give to Amiibos is like how they're essentially treated as like a as like exclusive DLC for certain games, like for Mario Kart Eight. Uh-huh. You can only get, like, certain cosmetics if you buy, like, a specific c- character Amiibo. So, like, I w- would rather have, like, maybe... There's no, like, proper good way to, like, utilize Amiibo, like... Exclusive DLC or shortcut DLC or, like, cheat codes. Like, you scan a Mario Amiibo in, uh, what is it called? Super Mario Odyssey. And you get, like, uh, more hearts or, like, more coins or more lives, uh-huh. which is basically a cheat code. But, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm guessing, like, people start a gimmick for Amiibos and, like, maybe just buy less of them. Plus, they also upped the price of Amiibos, too, which, yeah, well, why not? But also, like, they upgraded the overall quality of them, too. So, I guess it works out. I guess it's all balanced in some way. Yeah. Okay. All right. So the next game they announced, um, which, like, do you, have you ever played Tetris 99 or Pac-Man 99?
0: No, but I have a feeling what you're going to talk about next. (laughs) Yeah.
1: So, yeah, they announced um, F-Zero 99, a new, like, take on, like, another, they used another classic game, and just like turn a battle royale out of it
3: yeah. <laughs>
1: so, yeah yeah it looks really it looks way more interesting than like pac-man and uh tetris this one wait did they even make tetris oh, i'm just talking out of my butt <laughs> oh yeah yeah they did make tetris 99 okay so yeah f 99 um See, you get to unlock more cosmetics and it's exclusive for Nintendo Switch online players. But you also have a health meter meter, and if you crash too much, you're out of the race.
0: Yeah, just like old school F-Zero. Yeah,
1: so it looks interesting, though yeah, I can see why they remove they would generally like put up these type of games for like is it, like, they do they put these type of games up for a year or something? Or, like, for two years?
0: I think it's, like, I know it's temporary um, some fashion.
1: Yeah, how long was Pac-Man 99 up? So, Pac-Man 99 came up in April 7, 2021. Mm-hmm. And then it's now scheduled to shut down on October 8th. Uh, like, later this year. So, about, like um, maybe like, three weeks from now. Yeah. I see. See, so, yeah, yeah, So, yeah, basically sort of two years or so. And um, how long was Tetris 99 up? All right, Tetris 99 was up for... Came out in 2019. And let's see. When did it shut down? Wait, is it still up? <laughs> uh, huh. They didn't, like... Yeah, I'm looking on Wikipedia. They didn't, like... Sh- Say that it's shut down yet. But I guess only Pac-Man is shutting down. Okay. I guess they want to make way for uh, F-Zero.
0: Yeah, probably. Okay. Yeah. Are you gonna play that game, Bobby? Uh, F-Zero I don't know. Anyone? As somebody that's like uh, not very good at F-Zero, when I looked at like the trailer for F-Zero 99, I was like. I already lost the game, and I didn't even play it just because... Even just the regular F-Zero, because that game, like, the way it works and how there's the health meter and how if you get hit too many times, you're out of the race and your car is destroyed. I don't know. I know there's a way around that in f Zero ninety nine where you get this power-up and you'll literally, like, cruise through everybody else and you won't get hit, so I guess that's the key winning horses in f099 but as yeah. for me um, I- I'm just waiting for another like I really wish they would make like an f0 a uh, sequel I'm guessing they made this as a sort of kind of I mean I I hate to use this word but kind of a compromise where it's like it's not exactly a full-on new f0 game but it is a new experience where there's now like literally up to 99 competitors so yeah. I I, w- I kind of wonder if Nintendo is looking at this thinking and they're going to use it as a sort of testing ground where it's, like, depending on how successful it is, then they'll see if they could make, like, a new F-Zero. Like, I think it would be cool if on on the Switch's successor, if they could even make, like, an F-Zero game as, like, a launch title. I think that would make, like, a really cool launch title. Um, It's just as for me, when it comes to F-Zero, I'm much better at F-Zero X, the Nintendo 64 game. But I would like to see them team up with, like, a company like, You know, say one of the Need for Speed developers, which I know that sounds very... That doesn't sound like Nintendo to do that, but maybe like a Monster Games, the company that made Excite Truck. If they could team up with one of those and make a new F-Zero, I think that would be really cool.
1: Yeah. I don't know if Nintendo wants to make an actual new racing game, like based on F-Zero. Because I feel like you want to have the system be diverse in a way, or like have diverse sort of game modes... So, and, you know, Mario Kart 8 for Nintendo Switch is, like, I think it's one of the top-selling games on the Switch. Yeah, it is. Yeah. I think it is the number one top-selling, or is it, like, been taken over by Zelda? Uh, I'm not sure. I
0: just know that I know even to this day it's still one of the top-selling Switch games.
1: here we go. Best video games on Nintendo Switch. Yeah. Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Uh, copies sold $55.46 as of June 30th, 2023, I according see. to Wikipedia. So, yeah, I'm guessing they also account uh, for the bundles, too, because they, they bundled that with, like, a lot of Nintendo Switch consoles, anyway. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, that's why we're not getting an actual new F-Zero game.
0: <laughs> okay. Yeah, which is too bad. <laughs>
1: yeah. Sucks, but, oh, well. I guess Mario has, like, way more appeal than, like, some Captain Falcon, I guess.
0: Yeah. I mean, Mario is at a point where, like, even, like, my parents know who Mario is. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they've ever heard of Captain Falcon. So it's like, when you get to that point where it's, like, even, like, your parents know who the character is, that in itself is, like, a whole other sort of measure to me.
1: I mean, to be honest, certain people have heard of Captain Falcon, including Barack Obama, who, who picked Captain Falcon... And see with Smash Brothers when a guy when some guy uh did a make a wish program. Oh wow. <laughs> like he, yeah, I'm I'm not even, I'm not even joking. The guy like he was dying and he didn't make a wish, and then he wished to play Smash Brothers with Obama. Uh-huh. <laughs> Obama chose Captain Falcon. Mm, Alright. So yeah. I'm not joking. You can look it up. Yeah. Yeah, let's see. Obama Captain Falcon. <laughs> yeah. Former President Barack Obama is a Captain Falcon main in Smash Brothers.
0: <laughs> I mean, I'm not laughing because I don't believe you. It's just like, oh my god, that actually happened.
1: And the guy, no, yeah, he played, uh, the guy who played Smash Brothers on, on Nintendo 64 was Obama. And Obama signed the N64 cartridge, <laughs> which, okay. <laughs> i okay. mean obama didn't make the game but okay <laughs> why not all right let's move on um okay this one i sort of want to talk about like just in particular not not a specific game but like what like just the idea of it so um bandle Tale a league of legends story um sort of a this looks like a uh stardew valley inspired type of game um Story Valley or Harvest Moon or m Crossing, whatever. But you ever played League of Legends, Bobby, or do you uh do you value your, your mental health that much?
0: <laughs> well, the last League of Legends thing or remotely League of Legends thing I've done was watch Arcane on Netflix. Like okay, good. yeah, my friend had me watch um the entire show. <laughs>
1: Okay, good. That means uh, you should never ever play League of Legends because <laughs> <laughs> if you value your mental health <laughs> that much, yeah, don't. <laughs> but yeah, this game looks. Uh, I'm not. I'm not big into Stardew Valley that much. I've been playing like Disney Dreamlight Valley a lot. Um, but let's see, Bandletail, Tale, and uh, let's see. Oh yeah, the the game after that they also announced or talked about it more. Song of Nunu, which is, so yeah, they have, like, back-to-back, like, uh, two wildly different games. Song of Nunu is, like, a platformer, in a way. And Battle Tale is more of a Stone Valley type of game. But both under the League of Legends brand. Which, yeah, I don't mind. Actually, I kind of encourage it. Because, like, you don't want, you're like, like, yeah, like, League of Legends, like, I don't play that game. I w- only watch, like, Arcane. But I've, I kind of appreciate, like, what Riot Games is doing with the brand. Like, just taking these uh these characters that people like and just making, like, a whole bunch of, like, and just partnering up with, like, these different studios. These different, like, maybe lower-budgeted studios and just m- using the characters. And making like a wildly different game out of it. Um so like like say i don't know a big game like let's say Overwatch or um what's that game? Maybe Fortnite, <laughs> I guess. Um like or Dota 2, where they uh they don't really Want to make like a a diverse game they just do like the same thing but eventually like league of legends moba it's not really dying out but it's not as big as it used to be so it's better to like take this the brand and then just like do other stuff with it so to get people like because not everyone is into mobas but um letting other people like just because, yeah, some people, they they play games just because they like the characters of the world. So, yeah, why not? So why not make, a like, a different type of game using those characters? So, yeah, that's all I have to say about it.
2: <laughs> I
0: see.
1: So, it's, it's interesting. I probably might play Song of Nunu because I'm into, like, that type of platforming. looks interesting to me. But, yeah, yeah. All right. Um... Are you like into any of these games, Bobby? Like a uh, Battle Tale or Song of Nunu? Or no?
0: Nope. I mean, like I said, okay. you know, even when I watched Arcane, it was just a kind of thing like I watched because my friend wanted me to see it, but uh, yeah. I didn't really get into League of Legends uh, fandom after I watched the show.
1: <laughs> yeah. All right, let's move on to something that both of us might want to talk about Wario Rail Move It. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, okay. <laughs> Yeah. Man, I missed WarioWare. Good thing you're making more of it. So, let's see. So what do you think of the game, Bobby? I'll let you uh, handle this one.
0: I mean, I shouldn't be surprised, but it really does remind me a lot of WarioWare's smooth moves. So, was that the one you played?
1: I think so, yeah. Yeah, because, like, well done, I have so.
0: so many good memories of that game, and, like, you know, my family members used to enjoy watching me and my sister play I remember my aunt from uh Chicago, who, um if you're uh, listening to this podcast, uh, hello there, Uh even, like, she, like, uh, she came over to California and played, like, the, there's a game where you have to, like, balance, like, the broom, and that's, like, the first time a family member, like, you know, especially, like, an aunt or an uncle was, like, hey, I want to, like, you know, play, you know, at least a little of this game, so, I mean... yeah i mean but yeah this move it really does it reminds me so much of smooth moves the way you select levels with the map with the Mm -hmm. characters faces is very much like smooth moves and they're also going to have like all the uh, different forms like i remember they have like one where like you pretend to be a chicken and there's another one called fashionista and the hand model they're not the exact same forms from um the uh uh, from smooth moves, but it's a nice, like, kind of like update. So, I really think that's what the developers really going after because mm-hmm. they're like, oh, uh, lots of people love smooth moves. Like, even today, if you go look up smooth moves, like gameplay on YouTube, there's lots of people saying they're nostalgic over it. And I think, like, some of the new stuff is cool too. Like, th- like they showed a game where you have to, like, draw, like, hand gestures in front of, like, the uh, IR camera on the right Switch Joy-Con. So, So I do like how um, you mentioned how, like, uh, some games that we talked about in this stream today don't really feel like they're reinventing themselves that much. Whereas Mm -hmm. with moving, it seems like a a nice, like, a sort of spiritual sequel to Smooth Moves. So, um, yeah, I, I mean, as somebody that doesn't really play a lot of, like, you know, Nintendo's motion games anymore... Um, Move It, uh, maybe along with Switch Sports might be like one of those games where I don't really mind like getting up off the couch to play, um, just because like, if it's gonna be like Smooth Moves, I'd really love to do a stream of it at some point.
1: Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Bless you. Excuse me? <laughs> okay, so the game comes out, and let's see, oh, this online multiplayer too. Wait, is it online or just only like full-player co-op? <laughs> I'm
0: guessing it's like a four-player co-op.
1: Okay, so it's not, not online. Okay, that's yeah, fine. So it's coming out... Hmm. So it's coming out on uh, November 3rd. Okay. Yeah, I can't wait for it. Alright, Um. let's see what else they announced after that. Another JRPG. Wait, JRPG RPG. There was this game developer who said that uh, calling rpg like calling japanese rpgs or rpgs made in japan like jrpgs calling it that is uh he said i forgot i forgot what exactly he called it on is either like he call it offensive or something like do you agree with that like people calling rpgs made in japan like jrpgs do you agree with that or do you like disagree
0: I mean, anything. I always thought that's just, like, you know, a term, like, that that's just flo- uh, thrown around to sort of, like, indicate, oh, it's from Japan, or it's that kind of, like, style where it has, like, all, like, those, like, you know, sort of archetypes, like Fire Emblem. That's the first time I've heard somebody describe yeah. it as offensive.
1: Yeah, but in another fashion, um, it's, like, calling, like, why not also, like, for the other games, like, oh, like, Metal Go Solid, why not just call Metal Go Solid? J, J action or something a J shooter. <laughs> I mean, to me, it's kind of like, call... like when people
0: talk about like Japanese pop music and they call it like J pop or like uh, yeah. Korean pop music, because it's called K pop. Like to me, that's what you know. It sounds but, like to oh, me.
1: Uh, oh, why not people? Why not people call Resident Evil J horror or something? <laughs> but yeah, it's, I kind of see that he has a point. But also, J RPGs are so uniquely defined by like the story, the art direction, and even the gameplay design. Like like when you look at the, like Western developers, like when they had when they make an RPG, the RPGs are like also unique for them. Like uh Yeah. Yeah. But also for Western developers, why not just call them W RPGs <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> or something. Or like Eastern European RPGs or American RPGs. Yeah. Oh uh, yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of like a mixed topic, mixed bag.
2: Yeah. Okay,
1: okay. Um, so that was Euden Chronicle Hundred Heroes. We didn't even talk about that. We just talked about JRPGs in the general. Uh, let's see, Eastwood um, Octopia DLC looks more like a Stardew Valley life sim again, another farming simulator. <laughs> Which, yeah, I, I think we I think I said like two streams ago that they seem to announce, like, a lot of farming sims. So... Yeah. (laughs) I guess so. Easy... um, I guess it's like a better sell on a Switch. Uh... Do you play any, like, farming sims or life sims, Bobby?
0: Um... Does Animal Crossing count as a life sim?
1: (laughs) No. Let's move on. No. Okay. (laughs) Alright, War Group Two. Um, looks like a sort of isometric uh, tactics game. Which, okay, I'm not interested. Okay, so this game I want to talk about—the game that just got uh, that announced afterwards—Dave um, the Diver. I bought it on Steam. I've been playing it on my Steam Deck, and that game is um is surprisingly pretty addicting in a way. Oh and, yeah, and also like very unique yeah so you play as this overweight guy well i don't yeah overweight guy who just who has to go diving in like this uh this like pond or like lake that always changes uh like its landscape every day and you have to like dive and hunt for fish and also solve like the mer, the mer people's issues and then at night you have to um manage a sushi restaurant using the fish that you caught. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's like it's it's like a game that has like a lot of random things going on. Like like it's not just like you die for fish and go through the campaign, but also you do farming, you do a rhythm game. Uh what else? I think you also do like a a racing game too and just like also boss fights. So yeah, there's a bunch of like random stuff going on in this game. It's pretty good. It's like, yeah, surprisingly good and surprisingly uh unique. And considering it's from Nexon. And Nexon is usually like uh you know the South Korean company that's like known for like for it's known for like having aggressive microtransactions in a lot of the games. So having Dave the dive would be like just wildly different and unique and like not having any, any sort of like market transactions. Yeah, it's like a sort of a left field type of game. Yeah. Which is nice. Yeah. So on Steam, it has like 52,236 overwhelmingly positive reviews. And when it came out, it was like a lot of people loved it. It was on early access for like a year or two, too. I see. So, yeah. And according to the reviews on Deep Diver, it's just a bunch of jokes uh, regarding a certain submarine incident in the real world.
2: Oh, (laughs)
1: shoot. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) I guess so. Okay. A better value than Ocean Gate tickets.
0: Ah, Oh, I see what you mean. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm enjoying this with my
1: Logitech controller. Whatever. Let's move on. Alright, so um Mario Kart Deluxe. Uh the final uh DLC pack. Which I bought the expansion pack, but I have not played any of the new racing tracks yet. Oh, because <laughs> I've, I've been like, having a lot of fun with game. it. Yeah. Um wow, it has yeah, like I was surprised the I was surprised the game never had Diddy Kong until now. <laughs>
0: Yeah, especially because so, Diddy Kong used to have his own racing game. I remember seeing uh, my uncle playing Diddy Kong Racing on my cousin's Nintendo 64.
1: Yeah, yeah I have that game, too. Um, yeah, and did, they they showcase, like, Diddy Kong is from Mario Kart Double Dash. Like, he was introducing that. I see. Even though he had his own game. Like, yeah, that's what the trailer showed. <laughs> but, okay, I guess so. I guess it's the uh I guess this is the um Diddy Kong Racing game that <laughs> like if you can't get if you can't get the rights or can't get the uh the remaster the remake for Diddy Kong Racing, I guess just put them in Mario Kart eight.
0: <laughs> Wait, was Diddy Kong, yeah. Kong Racing made by Rare? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. But Maybe that's Nintendo why.
1: owns the rights and I think Microsoft, and I think Microsoft they're fine with like Nintendo. Like they even like um Allow like you know Xbox, you know like a uh, GoldenEye 007 is on, uh, is on Xbox, and then the game is also on Nintendo Switch online. Uh huh. So yeah. So I I'm see. guessing if they, if Nintendo really wants Diddy Kong Racing, like a remaster or a remake, I think uh, Microsoft would be fine with that.
2: Yeah, let's
0: I know they that. they seem to get along pretty well.
1: Yeah. So um, let's see. Okay. Oh yeah, they, they also announced Donkey Kong. And like I saw a I saw a Twitter post from IGN. I'm not calling it X, I'm calling it Twitter. So I call it uh a Twitter post um that shows that has them like um they took the Mario Kart 8 box out and you, and they put like uh introducing funky Kong. <laughs> uh-huh. Like uh like the Mar like uh like the Donkey Kong Tropical Freeze uh re-release for Switch. Um, so yeah, <laughs> um, let's see, when does it come out? Wait, wait, it came out today, it came out like two days uh, ago.
0: It's coming out uh, this holiday, wave six. Oh, okay, yeah, so okay. you know, probably by the time Christmas rolls around, I'll be like playing uh, racing mm-hmm. my sister in that game or the mm-hmm. DLC,
1: yeah. Huh, they also announced Peach Chat too, I just remembered that though p <laughs> oh, <wait, laughs> is not fan. oh yeah yeah Bowsette is a fan made character
2: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> i'm pretty sure she's too uh yeah
2: <laughs>
1: okay 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 yeah so they've been porting like or oh, not porting but like using some of the characters from mario kart tour i've never played that game because i'm not like too big into the heavy microtransactions. have you played the Mario Kart game on phones no?
0: yeah I, I don't want to play it for that reason but I like the courses that they brought over to um, the DLC
1: mm-hmm. it's, yeah like uh, I think the game also has like costumes for the, for the racers too which I feel they yeah like I feel that if they have them for the racers why not just also introduce those costumes into Mario Kart 8 essentially yeah um so yeah i think i think they have costumes i'm not i'm not entirely sure but yeah otherwise maybe they can do it in like mario Kart 9 or something but yeah okay um uh, let's move on among us you play among us
0: i used to I
1: yeah i'm not big into among us i know it took off during the pandemic but I remember playing like a mis- like those type of multiplayer who done games like in Gary's mod. Yeah. And I hated it. I I really don't I really did not like it. Like I am like I do not trust the people who play it. Because <laughs> some of them are like kinda eh, dumb.
0: <laughs> I see.
1: Well yeah, because like sometimes like um when I'm like not the well I'm not like the murder, the murderer, the people treat me like, yeah, I'm the murderer, and then after that, they're like, oh, wait a minute, yeah, you're not. <laughs> like, after they killed me, so uh, whatever, I see. Um, so yeah, for among us it's basically a new map, uh, set on a mushroom island. Which, okay,
0: <laughs> yeah, that's I'm just gonna like, okay,
1: yeah. Speaking of Among Us, have you heard about the uh, the Unity Engine controversy?
0: Nope, I haven't kept up with that.
1: Oh well, the Unity Engine, uh, what a company for Unity! Uh, like a lot of games use it, like including Among Us and like uh, Pokemon Go and such. Uh-huh. Like, um, Yeah, it's a very it's a very versatile engine. Even um, and it's pretty open too. Like even like anyone could use that engine, including like uh like. Including um, the VGDA, uh, like that time we used the Unity engine to like to make those two uh, student games. I so, see. So yeah, recently, like I think a couple of days ago, there was a huge controversy where Unity announced like for every download, like start, starting next year, uh, the, uh, this, the developers had to pay the Unity like 25 cents a download. For like, for install. Like, anyone, any customer who installs the game,
2: uh-huh.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. They, the developer has to pay the the, the the engine studio like a quarter. Like, up to $200,000 a month.
3: <laughs> oh, boy.
1: <laughs> Which, yeah, a lot of people do not like that. <laughs> it's mainly the indie developers who's going to take a massive hit. Like, well, not just any developers, but also like smaller studios too like um uh, you heard about this game called Rust?
0: I've heard of it, but I'm not too familiar yeah. with it.
1: well, yeah, it's like it's also one of the largest games on Steam and they also use unity um but the thing is like these studios they're not really huge, and they they need like all the money like they need like <laughs> like the pay cut is gonna like a uh, financially ruined them in a way too so like like a nintendo sony and microsoft they can afford to hit but not uh-huh. like these smaller developers that's why it's a huge blowback It's a huge uh controversy including uh among us studio inner sloss who talked about on their twitter saying like um they they plan they might have to move their game to like unreal engine i <laughs> Just see to, uh get away from unity so yeah let's see yeah let's see the twitter page let's see what i have to say about it if i recall here we go we use unity to make our games this would not this would harm not only us but fellow game studios of all budgets and sizes if this goes through we delay content and features our players actually want to pull out a game elsewhere as all as others are also considering but many developers won't have the time or means to do the same stop it wtf so yeah um so, yeah it really sucks for the developers so I hope um unity like just cancels it so yeah
0: yeah I see what you mean
1: yeah yeah so okay that was enough topic stuff <laughs> <laughs> uh let's see what else they announced after that oh Pokemon uh expansion pack is out. Super Mario Wonder coming out on October 20th. I I expected them to like talk more about Super Mario Brothers Wonder in this direct, but I was surprised that they didn't. Or maybe they're saving that for like a future like... Maybe they already talked about it enough too.
0: Yeah, because they did the uh, separate direct for Super Mario Brothers Wonder.
1: Yeah, okay. I'm surprised they didn't like bring in uh, the new Mario voice actor like introduce them.
0: Yeah, because Absolutely. like, yeah, so I've been following what's been happening with how Charles Martinet is retiring and he's going to become a Mario ambassador. I thought Nintendo, they were going to do sort of like what they did when Reggie fils retired, where he's like, oh yeah, here's my replacement, Doug Bowser. But what they did instead was basically, I mean, uh, Shigeru Miyamoto and Martinet, they put out this video, it's just essentially looking back on good times and saying, essentially what I got out of it is them saying, oh, we still like to work together, don't worry, it's not that. It's not like a Hideo Kojima and David Hayter situation where the two don't like each other. Like it's there's they, they still have a good working relationship and so forth.
1: Yeah. I think for Kojima, Kojima is mainly like Kojima is most so of focus focused on the creative side, like and you know, Kojima really loves uh movies.
0: Yes, yes. But given any
1: chance, he wants to work with like an actual Hollywood actor.
2: Uh-huh. So yeah.
1: And I guess and if I recall, he did intended to like he wanted like the Metal Gear Solid Three Snake to have a different voice actor, but I think at that time that he uh didn't. I think Konami or the team convinced him to like to stick with the same actor from uh, Metal Gear Solid One and Two.
0: Yeah, so I heard at um,
1: yeah,
0: yeah, I heard so it it at some point uh, Kojima wanted like Kurt Russell apparently to play Snake. And that yeah. uh, I heard uh, David Hayter say he actually had to re audition for uh, Metal Gear Solid Three to play Snake.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, which is like I kind of see Kojima's reasoning, but also like, if you if you get a Hollywood actor, you're gonna have to like work around a schedule all the time. Yeah, and, and then. Like all these like I remember like say Call of Duty, Call of Duty would usually get Hollywood actors for the characters. But yeah. then eventually, like in later games, they just they just get like actual voice actors.
0: <laughs> I see. They just
1: get like regular voice actors, not normal Hollywood actors. Because yeah. Yeah. Uh for Kojima. Um
0: and the way mm-hmm. David Hayter plays Nick, like to me, it's so iconic. Like he's one of those uh yeah. actors where it's hard for me to imagine anybody else like taking the reins. Yeah. So yeah, especially if Hader's up for still doing it, you know, it, it just kind of baffles me as to why Kojima, especially because like, you know, he's become like Hayter has just his voice has just become so iconic, and like people like yeah. even to like joke around with him that I'm almost just kind of thinking from like a brand like management perspective, it's like, why would you like say no to david hater
1: mm-hmm. yeah like yeah basically yeah the performance is very much tied to the character and if you're just gonna like change up the voice like dramatically then why like okay um no nah. I'm, I'm yeah I'm, it's gonna be like kind of jarring to like hear the new voice like and it happened before was like other games like um Hitman, uh, eight, the you know the Hitman series, right?
0: Familiar with it, but I don't know too much yeah. about the voice acting. So,
1: so, yeah. So the voice actor um for the uh, for the playable character Agent Forty Seven, like I think around uh, Hitman Absolution, they were gonna cast like a new voice actor, but then a lot of the fans got mad
2: because uh-huh.
1: the because the original voice actor has been with the series since, like, the very first game, like, for about, like, maybe more than 10 years or so. so yeah. So having, like, a new actor trying to, like, either replicate or just do a new voice is just going to sound really off. Plus, like, oh, yeah, why even do that when, like, it only makes sense to change the voice actors if if the voice actors, like, the voice is getting changed, too. like.
0: Yeah, or if they like, want to retire.
1: Or they have, like, health issues or yeah all that mm-hmm. like i don't mind that that makes perfect sense <laughs> but if you're just changing the voice actor just for a business reason then or just like a real creative reason like uh, like kojima then like nah don't
3: <laughs> yeah <laughs> no. i agree
1: yeah so yeah for charles Martinet, i don't know um, i mean how old is he anyway <laughs> it's nothing on his uh Performance, but yeah, let's see. Oh, he's 67. Uh, well, I don't know. <laughs> maybe I mean, he could, maybe uh, Nintendo's like looking further ahead and just like wow. So, his last game was Mario and Rabbit's Sparks of Hope, <laughs> like that was his final performance. <laughs> like, it's not like what. I mean, I mean, why not just do it for Super Mario Wonder,
0: or something? I mean, I don't know. Whatever. I mean, they didn't really go into specifics. I'm just thinking, if this is a like a personal decision on Martine's yeah. part, then I respect it. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What if they? What if Nintendo did like AI voice? <laughs> like they just paid Thomas Martinet, like life, like a. They paid him and his family, family like a lifetime rights to it. Kind of like uh, what Disney did to like James Earl Jones to pay for his voice to use uh, for Darth Vader, like, yeah. like, uh, like, yeah, uh, that's what he did for the Obi Wan TV show. Like, the Darth Vader voice in there was just an AI voice. <laughs> but yeah. the James Earl, the way he's right. So why not just do the same thing for Charles Martinet? That or Nintendo is like the very. Uh, I mean, yeah, I don't think Nintendo is ever going to do that. <laughs> I think they're more like, yeah, always oh, on the creative side. So yeah. AI, using AI seems kind of cheating in a way.
0: <laughs> it's the kind of thing where for me, it's like I would have to hear it first.
1: Yeah. Like, I was surprised that people actually pointed out the voices are different. I did not realize that, like, when I first saw the trailer. And then much, like, I think a week later, like, they announced that news, and I was like, oh, wait, that's a new voice in the game? <laughs>
0: Yeah, that's how I thought too. I didn't think that was a new voice until people got uh, suspicious, and then Nintendo uh, yeah. flat out said, "You know, no, Martin a. is not involved in Super Mario Brothers Wonder."
1: Yeah, which is pretty surprising. Hmm. Okay, um, let's move on to the uh, the final game they announced for the direct. Yes, the uh, the saving the best for last type of deal. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, would you consider this a remaster or a remake? Uh,
0: that's kind of hard to say. Um, It's it's sort of a mix between the two because they're not, like, changing the way it's played, but it's the graphics are certainly updated. Like, it's more of an update compared to what they did with the Pikmin games. And you're talking about Paper Mario, the Thousand your Door?
1: <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I'm talking about Paper Mario. Um, Well, let's see what Wikipedia has to say about the game. Uh... Let's see, are they consider it a remake or a remaster? Uh... I mean, because,
0: like, I've actually had a really hard time, like, uh, considering things like uh, Mario vs. Donkey Kong or Super Mario RPG, Mm. like, you know, remakes, remasters. I think for Mario vs. Donkey Kong, Nintendo used the word reignite so it, i don't know it's kind of hard to say because they're not like you know they didn't really change up the way the game is played but the graphics are definitely yeah. an evolution it's not like the metal gear hd collection where it looks like they just kind of like you know increase like did. the re- resolution like it looks like they went in and like updated a lot of the graphics
1: yeah a well, lot graphics uh they have like reflections on the floor for this yeah like wikipedia they call it a remake. <laughs> Paper Mario, and uh, I'm just going to call it Paper Mario 2. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's what um, it was called originally, like, back when it was coming out at E3 2004. They just called it Paper Mario 2.
1: Yeah. So, yeah, basically, yeah it, yeah, it does, just graphically alone, it definitely looks like a remake. Like, just in about everything, we still keeping the art direction, like, very, very similar.
2: Yeah. So I'm pretty sure, like,
1: who's been um you know what i feel like oh yeah you think about a nostalgic game and you think about it differently than like when you actually look at it for real like between like how you see a classic game in your mind compared to like how you see it on youtube <laughs> you know you know what i mean uh yeah so, yeah so for this game is like i know it's a remake but like looking at it it gives me like nostalgic vibes in a way. It's, yeah, it's still very
0: recognizable. Game. It really, yeah, yeah, it and does. And then I look
1: at the game again on like game for GameCube, like a gameplay uh, footage,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: I realize, like, wait a minute, this game looks way too uh, too old or something. <laughs>
0: Yeah, it's that you know, like very fascinating thing where it's like the graphics are definitely updated, but it's still like very recognizable, like watching the opening cutscenes or like when Mario goes to Rogue part, it's like, I feel like I'm eight years old again, it really does. Like, it's not that kind of thing. Because I used to be a very, very like sensitive to, to like when, or if like a book gets adapted to a movie where it's like, wait, that's not in the original. But for me, this is yeah. like, Again, I feel like I'm like you know eight years old again, even though yeah. it you know it clearly looks updated.
1: Yeah, um, there was a comparison video of it too, um, from from the Game Explain channel. Yeah. So yeah, the differences are, like very night and day.
2: Mm-hmm. They
1: uh, you can look it up yourself too. Um, like even the water is like the water the water in the remake is very like more. Was it? more visually designed than, say, the classic game. Or, like, the, the remake looks very closer to being like, looks like everything's made out of paper. Yeah. Than the classic. Yeah. I see. So, what's the previous Paper Mario game that came before it? Uh, paper Mario Colors. the which have
0: its own Paper Mario game? I can't remember.
1: Color Splash? Was that a Wii U or a. Uh... Yeah, it was a Wii U game. Oh, yeah, the game was followed by... Oh, yeah, Origami King. <laughs> that was a Switch game. Oh, yeah. Then Intelligent Systems. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. So, I guess see why didn't want to do a remake of, like... Because a lot of people, a lot of fans, consider Paper Mario 2 one of the best uh, Paper Mario games. And maybe one of the best Paper Mario... Oh, no, just one of the best uh, Mario RPGs, too. So, yeah. Let's see.
0: Yeah, I remember I had a good time playing with that uh, with my sister back when it first came out. That was our first uh, Paper Mario game. Yeah,
1: mine was uh, the one on N64, but I never beaten it.
0: Uh-huh. Same I here, I didn't beat Thousand-Year Door, either.
1: Yeah. I think I bought Thousand-Year Door, like, used at GameStop, because I heard it was so good. Uh-huh. But then I tried playing it, and then I got kind of bored, and I stopped playing it.
0: Oh, I see. Uh, yeah, I know.
1: I know, I'm bad. I'm bad. Um... So... Yeah, the game is, like, a really surprising announcement, because... of, <laughs> Huh. And, um, but other than like updating the graphics, I wonder what else they also put into the game too, like what other new stuff are do?
0: yeah, um, as somebody yeah. that didn't beat the game, I can't quite say you know, aside from the updated graphics, what other changes they made, so I'm not quite sure <laughs> if it's just a, essentially a straightforward reimagining or if they did mm-hmm. put in new stuff.
1: yeah, they said that the game is coming out next deal. So yeah, only next year. So maybe I think I kind of guess it's coming out maybe at uh, the spring or summer. But yeah. Yeah,
0: because if it, yeah if it was coming out later, they wouldn't have even talked about it in the direct. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Let's see. Oh yeah, I saw on Twitter. Um, Someone, like, compared, like, a Bowser dialogue to, like, from the GameCube to the uh, remake. Uh-huh. Like, uh, Bowser in the GameCube used the word Airhead. And then in the remake, he, he uh, the dialogue got changed to Lunkhead.
0: I guess because Airhead is uh, considered too old school?
1: Or too, um, too... what's it called? Um... Too offensive in a way, I guess, or something like that. <laughs> I, don't I don't know.
0: I don't. know why. I, I mean, you know, it, but... I don't. I don't use like <laughs> you, know, lingo like that myself.
1: Yeah, that it's strange, but whatever. It's like dialogue. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like the game. <laughs> just look at the GameCube version and the and the remake. It's just like, like one hand. It looks fine back then, but on the other hand, it looks way better now. (laughs) Yeah. Are you looking at the comparison video or? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't have much to say about it other than like, it's more Paper Mario. Though, like, like, it's a good thing they remake this game. But it's also like, why not make another new Paper Mario game? Like, not something that's a remake.
0: Yeah, because I think that's why... I feel like there are some people who, you know, didn't really like this direct much just because, you know, a lot of the announcements are, like, you know, reimaginings or if there are, like, kind of new announcements, Mm -hmm. again, kind of goes into, like, reimaginings. So, But on the other hand, it's like it would give my sister and I the chance to beat the Thousand Year Door because we didn't get super... I mean, I think we're, like, halfway, but there are certainly characters we didn't meet. And that end scene, I don't know if it's in the original game where, like, Peach is talking to that HAL 9000s computer. Like, I didn't come across that in as far as I've gotten to in the Thousand-Year Door.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. So, I think, like I said before about remakes, um, they're doing remakes of some games because it's... I think it's easier to design just from a gameplay standpoint. Yeah, graphically, graphically, of course, you have to like really keep in mind about like about um, the original while also trying to retain that same art direction. But for like just the gameplay design, like oh yeah, the character placements, items, uh, maybe the stats and all that. Like, yeah, it just it saves so much time in a way. I guess. I like doing like way more stuff to it or like making it easier or like having a difficulty mode for like kids or something. Yeah. So, So, yeah, that's like two Mario RPGs coming out. (laughs) Like, one's coming out this year, and then there's another one's coming out like next year. Yeah. Like, are they really going to push out, like, a new Mario RPG every year or something, or what?
0: (laughs) Yeah, that's a lot. And for me, it would also kind of give, I think it will also give newcomers, like, the opportunity to, like, you know, play it. Like, so, of course, Super Mario RPG, you know, I wasn't even around for, like, when the Super Mm -hmm. Nintendo first came out. But um I technically did have an opportunity to play it, you know, during the Wii days when it was on the Wii Shop channel. But you know, that was back when I was in like elementary school. So, you know, I you know I would have to go and ask my parents, can I buy a Wii points card to like, you know, play this game? So didn't really have the opportunity. But since I did play you know parts of like paper mario and mario and luigi games in the past so for me it would kind of give me a chance to finish paper mario and like give me a chance to introduce myself to super mario rpg so i guess that's like you know to sort of you know uh think about it from like a perspective where i would be interested in buying these games that's where i'm coming from myself
1: yeah yeah so yeah which is why like, sometimes people give a hard time to ports and remakes, but also on the other hand, it gives like, um, it gives like more people a chance to like try out these games, try like, including the games that people like to, um, that the fans like to put on a pedestal, like to always talk poz- positively about. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't mind it.
2: Because,
1: mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. It gives, and as long as the remakes don't like deviate too much, then. From like the original material, then yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, thousand year door. I I doubt they're gonna do like color splash or stickers, thing, show whatever. Huh? So uh, so why not uh? I know the studio shut down, but why not do like Mario and Luigi? Those are uh, RPG type of games too. <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, I they can imagine Nintendo, game. they'll give it to another developer. I know Alpha Dream has, you know, uh, closed down. I did a video on that uh, years ago. Yeah. But I could see them, like, giving it to another uh, developer. I mean, it won't, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, there'll be changes, but just the fact that they made it. Like, do you think they might even give Intelligent Systems a Mario and Luigi game someday?
1: One hand, I hope so. Other hand, I'm fine because it's not i want intelligent systems to just focus on their own like stuff or like uh, yeah paper mario or mario rail or um Bio emblem and such yeah yeah um uh, it's fine it's not like a huge like i still want more mario and luigi games but if we well i'm more fine if we just get like a port or a remake just Something for, like, new developers to, like, look at a system and see how it works and, or what works, what didn't work. But otherwise, eh,
2: <laughs>
1: maybe, yeah. But maybe, maybe another studio for that. Like, maybe someone that Nintendo can trust, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. All right. I need water, and I'm, like, done talking, <laughs> So to <laughs> uh, so... So, um... So out of this direct Bobby, uh which game surprised you the most? Uh, which one have you changed your mind on? Like the game that you thought like, oh, I'm not interested in, in it before, but now I'm interested. Or maybe vice versa. Well or the game, game... Oh, yeah, yeah. Or what game are you planning to like maybe buy in the immediate future? Yeah.
0: Yeah. So um I think the one that surprised me the most by far would definitely be Another Code uh, Recollection. I mean, I don't intend to play it myself because I don't think I would be good at a sort of game like that. But just because I remember the first time I heard of Another Code R, because the big thing about Another Code R is it was not released in uh, North America previously. I think it was only oh. released in Japan and Europe. So oh. it surprised me just because I feel like, um, I'm sure another the Another Code games are really amazing amazing but I wouldn't call them, like, a really, like, famous franchise. Like, Mm. you know, I mostly know about that game because I remember there was somebody on YouTube who wanted a whole bunch of, like, uh, uh, games that Nintendo. He wanted them to bring over to North America, and he was, like, holding Mm. out, like, money, saying, you know, here's money I'll pay for uh, The Last Story, the original Xenoblade, Pandora's Tower, Disaster Day of Crisis, another Kodar. And he was like, we got the first game in North America so i'd love for them to bring the sequel so i remember that video from years ago and just thinking you know wow so and it does give me hope that if they're if they're gonna bring another code r to north america maybe this will also give hope for other games that you know were uh, mm-hmm. released especially if they were released in like japan and europe if they could bring more of those games to north america so i hope they bring games like uh um doshin the giant or disaster day of crisis and i think they did that for another code r because that game was released in europe so there was already exists a english translation whereas if it's something like a mother 3 or blades and rogan love where those two games were only released in japan that's something where Mm -hmm. it's going to take a lot more kind of investment and resources because they would have to like come up with like you know translate those games into english i know that fan translations for both those games exist but if the Nintendo really, if they're thinking if we're gonna localize these games, we want to do it ourselves, then that's gonna take a lot more like investment to do so. But if it's a game where there already exists, you know, a version in like Europe or Australia, then that's like, oh, okay, then it's easier to bring over to North America. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, yeah. Like I've noticed um, that they've been doing remakes or remasters. Maybe a remakes, yeah. Of like these classic uh Japanese horror games. I can't think of one of it, uh was it Clock Tower, I think. But that was, that wasn't that wasn't in the Nintendo Direct game. That was uh yeah, Clock Tower, Japanese horror game, and also um this visual novel game that's also a remake from I think Square Enix. Yeah, that's it, that, yeah, that came out like two, three months ago. So it's really interesting to have like Doing remakes or remasters of like these really niche mystery horror or just mystery games in general from like from Japan and it gives like uh it gives like more like it expands to a wider audience because like maybe more people now are like into more unique stories in a way yeah so yeah yeah like yeah I don't mind it it's in fact I I encourage it (laughs) Mm-hmm. 'cause it uh yeah, it gives way more people a chance to try it out for themselves,
0: yeah,
2: um... definitely,
0: so um, yeah, and as far as like to, if I change my mind on games, not really, I mean, most of the games that they announced were it's like you know, oh, I'm just kind of like you know, oh, it's you know cool to see like super mario r p g again mm-hmm. or getting more information princess peach actually come to think of princess peach showtime might be the closest game where i went from being hesitant to maybe i'd give it a try because i do like this mm-hmm. idea where it's like this platformer game where peach can change into different outfits and there's like a sword fighting peach or like detective peach so that might be the closest mm-hmm. i went from like a game where it's like eh, i don't know to maybe i'd give this a try
1: mm-hmm. yeah so um so for the Princess Peach game, like, um, do you plan to, like, buy it on release day? Or is it just more so of, like, continue waiting and see?
0: Uh eh, it's the thing where it's like, I'm not, like, super, super hyped to play it. Like, you know, it's not yeah. really a game where I'd go, day one, I must have it, like, it's where mm-hmm. move it. But it's the kind of game where, like, maybe I'd, you know, give it a shot. Um It's kind of mm-hmm. how I feel about, it. what was that game with the sushi you mentioned earlier?
1: Dave the Diver.
0: Dave the Diver, yeah, because I when I saw the gameplay of that, I was thinking, eh, I don't know. I mean, it's not a, not a day one, but if given the opportunity, I would uh, try it out. Hmm.
1: Yeah, so... Yeah, for the Prince's Peace game, yeah, I can't wait until, like, to show off more footage of it. Mm-hmm. Maybe, uh, maybe really delve deep into, like, the design. Like, yeah, just how the game looks beyond just, like, showing me the... The sizzle reel and all that so yeah yeah um, all right so uh was that all the questions that you answered <laughs> okay um we'll see what else the show so yeah for the games that like i was surprised about i was surprised to like okay i didn't like tune into the direct like live stream i just like kind of went on twitter and i saw like team raider And I realized like oh yeah the record was happening (laughs) so I just decided to tune in um but yeah Tomb Raider for me was like the the big announcement for me or just like the surprise like I know I know Paper Mario was like the best blast and all that but um considering those like this tends to be like remakes of like very popular games I'd say it almost doesn't surprise me in a way, Mm -hmm. (laughs) but, yeah. Um, Let's see, Mario vs. Donkey Kong. Uh, Though, I think for another game I was surprised about, or just another announcement I was surprised about, I think it was just, like, the amiibos, like, especially the Sora amiibo, because, like, I was surprised that Disney allowed a Mickey Mouse imagery on, like, uh, on the Amiibo. Yeah. I was not expecting that. I was not expecting Sora to finally get an Amiibo. Like, at least, maybe at most, like, him in the game, but not, like, as an Amiibo. So, I might get that, because I grew up playing a lot of Kingdom Hearts. uh, Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. I was also surprised by Spy X Family dad getting a game too, even though I'm not too excited about it. I'm but, but I am surprised that it's that they're getting one. <laughs> yeah. So, uh,
0: were yeah. you talking about like I noticed that the, the director was called Spy X. Was it Anya or something like that? Yeah, 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 Is that yeah, the yeah. same well, thing? that's
1: that's what the game is called, but I'm considering it like Spy X Family because it's just easier. <laughs> it's like it's easier for the audience to like yeah know what's from.
0: Oh, okay, okay. The only
1: spikes you. on your Operation Memories. is like, yeah, I know we get to only players too, but also it's based on the show and the manga, so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Yeah, I see what um, you mean. Yeah. So, I think um, out of the games that maybe you want to buy at some point, like, maybe like a list of games that's like from top to to least, at top it might be Tomb Raider, even uh-huh. though maybe the control, maybe the controls might not be for me. But I also get to re-experience the game again. The second would be like, uh, Paper Mario, The uh-huh. Thousand Year Door. Uh, third would be Super Mario RPG, and fourth would be Princess Peach. His <laughs> Princess Peach looks very. It looks very unique in a way, mm-hmm. uh, and very different than like than other, other Mario games, but like compared to like say other side scroller platformers, action games, um, it doesn't look too unique. But just the premise alone, sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess so. Yeah, maybe. So, yeah. It, that's my whole take on the direct so far, oh uh, yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah, as uh, for... so how
1: would you rate the Bobby like uh like out of ten,
0: uh eh, probably a seven, um, I did notice a youtuber uh described the direct as mid. I can't say mid because there were announcements I like, but this is not one of those directs where I was like jumping up and down. Like, I think in comparison, the last direct we talked about was the one that was like, you know, really mind blowing and fun. This is just kind of like, you know, eh, like heard a couple of the numbers in a way (laughs) and one or two surprises. But it's not really one that I'm like, you know, when it was over, I was like super, super happy. I just kind of nodded Mm -hmm. in like approval. So it's like it's a it's okay, It's decent.
1: Yeah, I feel kind of the same way too. Cause, yeah, like I said, like oh yeah, uh, d- them doing the remakes of ports. I'm like, eh, yeah, okay, I, I guess <laughs> why not?
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, if this was like an E3 direct, I would have been much more disappointed. But since this is have you uh, actually it's shown just... off
1: the the Nintendo Switch 2, like the next system? Like, have you heard about the rumor that they showed off the system to select people at Gamescom?
0: Yeah, I, I keep hearing rumors about the Switch, too, so it's kind of a sign to me that, like, not that, you know, Nintendo has confirmed, but it's a sign that they're uh, working on something, and it's something that I'm excited for, but I wasn't expecting them to, like, show off a Switch, too, because I remember when they uh took the, when they finally announced the Switch, I still remember Nintendo put out this tweet that was, like, coming soon, we got, like, you know, something behind the curtain, and they literally showed yeah. a picture of, like, Mario peeking behind the curtain curtains so yeah they're gonna save that for a completely separate event i don't even think they'll do the thing like they did with paper mario where it's Mm -hmm. like you know oh by the way because something that big it needs its own event like i mean i don't know if they would do what they they did with the switch where they had like that big event at tokyo big site but it's certainly Mm -hmm. something they would uh, dedicate an entire event um for yeah yeah yeah
1: especially now it's like devices now like especially um, you know the you've seen like news about the upcoming iPhone from Apple.
0: Yeah, the 15 like how, Pro like, Max.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like how that can play Resident Evil Four Remake and Resident Evil Village and Assassin's Creed uh, Mirage and Dust Stranding.
2: Like, yeah. Wow,
1: that uh, the phone can do that. Like play it, like on that device. Mm-hmm. That means like Nintendo really needs to play catch up now. <laughs>
0: yeah, especially they really need
1: to catch up to like yeah. Especially yeah. as Apple yeah doing that now,
0: mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> so especially like I think um those four games can be played on the current gen systems too for like on PlayStation and Xbox so yeah, yeah Nintendo needs to catch up like to really bad because now because like the you know the games they announced are all mainly like smallish type of games like a uh, that's either ports or remakes and such. Mm-hmm or life sims or farming sims or JRPGs, or rpgs i guess and yeah <laughs> so yeah they really need to uh, i mean they don't need to be like as powerful as an iphone or maybe need to be just as powerful but
0: but it needs to at least be like capable to play those sort of games and not just rely i mean just the fact that there were cloud versions of like assassin's creed and resident evil games on switch it tells me that developers they see a market on the switch it's just that the switch it can't handle uh, playing the games like on the device itself and even though i mean some would argue that you know well the iphone 11 pro that's going to be like a thousand dollars so I mean I certainly don't think that Nintendo's next console is going to cost a thousand cuz that 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 would you know instantly kill the sales that would they'll be in like PlayStation 3 a plate PS3 situation where it'll take years for that system to get successful. But if it could at least play it like at a comp competent level, sort of like Doom Twenty Sixteen, then, you know, I think that would be really amazing. Cause I do like when uh third party support comes to uh, the Switch. I mean that's why I'm excited for like the Metal Gear games or when uh, Mortal Kombat One comes out, you know, I'll be playing it on Switch.
1: Yeah. So anyways, Mortal Kombat One is just released on the Nintendo switch
0: um it actually comes out on the nineteenth, so it's still a few no 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 days no no, no.
1: For, the, for the for the premium edition
0: oh okay, well Cause, eh, cause, you know, I mean I don't really buy premium that, yeah. editions they're they're too expensive yeah, but but, uh... but
1: but yeah, that's the thing like um because I'm looking at the graphics right now, I'm looking at the gameplay footage for the uh, game on the switch, oh boy, <laughs> it doesn't uh. I mean, it is a Switch version, but yeah, it looks very uh, low FPS, low settings, (laughs) Um, yeah, so it just makes me, and I tried playing Mortal Kombat 11 on a Switch, and I was like, so, it just looks so bad. (laughs) <laughs> I yeah, it's like Fortnite. I play
0: to myself. It it plays uh fine for me, but the graphics like it doesn't look as good as Doom twenty sixteen. Maybe it's to maintain yeah. the frame rate, but I feel like you know I I wish that the Switch version looked you know better, like in terms of like the textures.
1: Yeah, so basically, um, this like I hope that when that when Nintendo comes out with the new system, that some of the games will be uh, backwards compatible because like th- that's what some of the games right now should be is, um, especially like for a live service type of game because i don't want to be stuck on like the same on like the previous platform and with xbox and playstation doing backwards compatibility nintendo also should do that too uh, especially with some of the games being um, like yeah live service Yeah. so for single player type of games and such I don't know. I think I would, appreci- I would also appreciate, like, playing, like, on a higher fidelity, like, graphics. Yeah, like, with better FPS and such. Like, what PlayStation and Xbox did for, like, taking some of the old older games and then just, like, updating it, like, uh, increasing the frame rate and such. Yeah. So, like, on a newer system, yeah. So, I hope Nintendo does that, but it wouldn't surprise me if they don't do that.
0: I mean, yeah, I think, I imagine it'll at least be backwards compatible in the sense that you could, like, you know, literally play the older games, because I'm thinking, and just uh, judging by Nintendo's history and and how they like to capitalize on things, so, like, for the NES, the next system was the Super Nintendo, and then the Mm -hmm. Wii... The next system was the Wii U, albeit the Wii U was uh, you know it sold terribly, but yeah. they like to bounce off of the previous system, especially if it was wildly successful. Yeah. so I wouldn't be surprised if the next switch it, it's kind of like if they sequelize it with like you know more powerful mm. like processor and so forth. Mm. so I wouldn't be shocked uh, if it is backwards compatible at the very least in the sense that you could literally play the older game on the system.
1: Yeah, but also Nintendo did the like re-releases of the Wii U games, like like Donkey Kong or Mario Kart Eight, or uh, Super Mario Brothers Land. What was it called? Uh, yeah. uh New Super or, Mario uh, Brothers U.
0: Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Or Captain Toad. Yeah, just like taking these Wii U games and re-releasing it, but also adding like a bit more content to it. Like make, not not a lot of content, but just like a bit more content just to justify the uh the price, yeah. <laughs> the full $60 price. Yeah. So yeah, I wish for backwards compatibility but with Nintendo, yeah, it wouldn't surprise me. If they just like take the Switch, the Nintendo Switch games and then just like re-release it. <laughs> yeah, and, like tell people to buy it again.
3: Yeah, it's uh, possible.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, yeah. Uh well, Nintendo, yeah, whatever. Alright, so yeah, that's why I also agree with your rating, Bobby, on, uh, with this Nintendo Direct being mid.
0: <laughs> well, like I said, um, I wouldn't call it mid, it's okay, because there are yeah, at least some okay, announcements I like, but nothing, like, super so mind-blowing. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And now my dogs are barking, so, okay.
3: All
0: right, so yeah, um, so I think- So you want to wrap a, this up? Yeah, it's- yeah, we're going to wrap this up, so all right. So, yeah, so I hope uh, you guys watching had a good time with us talking about the um, Nintendo Direct. Um, yeah, so it was really nice to have you here again, Ross.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. Nice to be here, Bobby. Nice for you to uh, bring you back every Nintendo Direct.